This is Will Wheaton. You're listening to Radio Brendo Man. Welcome to another episode of Radio Brendo Man. I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And still Saturday. Well, technically. Now it's Sunday. Yeah. We're all over the place. Getting, I gotta get up tomorrow to play role-playing games. But it's Thursday for probably the people that are listening. I will be asleep. By Thursday? Definitely. Yeah. Are you enjoying my last few days it. of uh, non-working non-workforce it's gonna be it's gonna be good though i'm looking forward to it i think it'll be good i uh i uh yeah i'm just excited i'm a little nervous i just don't want to mess it up i think you'll do good i I think this is gonna be a good fit i think this is it i think so i've had so many jobs but this one is different like you've had several jobs in the same like you know, vain. Yeah. This one, this is a little, I mean, I realize it still deals with technology, but I think it's going to be a lot different experience. Also, it's like working at a school. Yeah. I think it make me feel more value. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing, you're making a difference. Yeah. Not that you weren't before, no, but it's but different. It's, it's different when it's like, more I'm helping kids get an education as opposed to I'm helping rich people get more rich. <laughs> right, right. Like it's a, I think a it's cause. a big difference. But, um, yeah, so that's awesome. Um, and trying to think of anything else here. Well, Phil, what's going on with you? All right, well, yeah, picking up where we left off. Well, we talked about on the last episode about our Settlers game. Yeah. Um, Had, so, hadn't played in a long time. I have to just, we have to, like, give some teasers about this here. I don't want to yeah. give, like, any great details or anything okay. like that. Okay, okay. But we've got a project that we've been working on that we I'm very We are working on about. a project. Um, a friend of ours, friend of the show, yeah. um, and struck out or struck a deal with us or talked with us about, uh, we're writing a short film. We're writing a short film. They're going to make uh, and direct a short film that we wrote written by the two of us. And the thing that I think is most exciting and, and, uh, pertinent for our listeners is that, uh, I think in, in watching the short film, you'll recognize some elements, uh, that are familiar to you from our show. Maybe some of it based on things that have actually happened yes. on the show or, uh, you know, so. Some situations. It's very exciting, but we've, we're in like kind of the, some of the final stages of getting the we're script put writing together. Writing the script. And the mm-hmm. film will be made over the summer. Yep. So, You'll uh. You'll be able to watch it after the end of the summer. Yeah. So it's exciting. It is. I'm pretty excited. Very, very, very excited. I know, Phil, you're very excited because we've been trying to get something of ours made for a very long yeah. time. We had a few, like, near, close situations, and that's just, after a while, that gets kind of frustrating. Right. So to actually have something, you know, I mean, obviously it hasn't actually happened yet, but it feels like everything is going through. It's going to happen. Like, this is by far the furthest we've gone. Well, with a, somebody the, that has a track record of actually making right, short films. Right. So, 
And he has gone around to film festivals and such before, so yeah. who knows where this will be shown. You could watch it at a film festival near yeah. you. You know, I was thinking, like, you know, there's a whole category of Academy Award winning short, like, for a short yeah, film. Yeah, I don't see what that. If, in though, our what if, though? What if this happened? One, I think there's a whole submission process to the Academy. Just, you know, is the closest we've ever been to getting an Academy Award. I have dreams about that, so that's what not even that something. I mean, it doesn't go to the writer in a short film, no. I realize, but, you know, if we could say, like, we. But if we were the writer we of a Oscar short film winning that won an Oscar, film, that's pretty crazy. I don't see that Probably happening. not. But, you know. I think there's like up until this point the chances of us having won an Oscar has been zero thus far. Yeah. This puts it up to like one percent. Yeah. You know, half a percent maybe. We'll see. Quarter of a percent still. But it could be the beginning of a career in yeah. short films. Yeah. Maybe down the road we do like a more because I think there's like money involved and other things involved in getting into consideration for the Oscar. Plus, I think there's like an entry fee. Once this happens, we, we will be able something. to have a legit IMDb page. That's the most exciting thing. But I realize anyone can just make stuff up. You can like, well also legit. you can also give money to a Kickstarter to get a production credit. Don't want to knock anybody that right, does that. Right, and that's fine. Just, but I haven't even done that. At this I haven't point, even done so, that. But know. like this, like a writing credit on an IMDb yeah. page. That's pretty. That's, that's going to be pretty, pretty epic. Very excited. So it's very cool. And I'm real. I'm. I, I still love like the way we've kind of gotten this like pattern of our like collaboration with writing, which I love. Like we kind of like I'll do a pass at it and then send it to you, and then you do one and send it back to me. And I feel like it really just flows well. And we each, I don't know, like our strengths come out in it, and it's it's been good. Like you, know, I don't know. Like I know I've got a good rhythm going in my writing where I I know what music I need to listen to yeah. and. What I need to do to get in the zone. And I wrote like a few pages already. And we're looking at like, I mean, for a short film, we're looking at maybe like 15, 20 pages. Right, right. So it's not so it's a much be, shorter deal. It's a lot easier. But I don't know. I just, it's it's fun. Like, because, you know, I mean, I don't know. Some people, I think, like would sit down in a room. We talk about it some too. Yeah. But. Actually doing it. Just actually doing it. Like, thing. it's, it's, and, and it's, then. I can't imagine what it's going to be like seeing it on screen. Oh, dude, like I'm excited out of my mind about it. Like People I just, are going to say things that we wrote. I know. I just, I hope it all like, like comes together. Like actual actors. So it's, I mean, he's already done casting. Yeah. He's already got like he's a got cinematographer. You know, and he's got location and everything. Yeah. Like, it's happening. It's real. so exciting. Now we have to deliver. That's a little, I'm a little nervous. I'm pretty stoked on what we have. I mean, I realize, yeah. you know, we got to finalize it and get blah, 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 but... I mean, just he was excited about the basic pitch, so I feel like we're delivering upon that pitch. I gave him the title, and he liked it. Yeah. Like the title? That was your title. Yeah. I'm terrible at titles. Well, I came up with, so I came up with like five different ones, and then I saved the, my favorite for last, so you're yeah. like, nope, nope. And then when I said the good one, you're like, yeah. You did it on purpose. Yes, you know. You're like the car salesman. That, yeah. Let's you got the you. one you really want to sell. That's not the one you want to see. Exactly. Yeah. And it, I mean, not that I was trying to trick Sneak you, in but a few lemons you know, in there. When you hear like what a bad one sounds yeah. like, you might recognize what a good one sounds like more. I'm so bad with titles. I've told you this story, right? Where um, it was at a, it was at the friends and family screening of um, what ended up being Cop Out, right? And I, I was really embarrassing. Um, 
so afterwards they were doing some focus group questions and I was in the focus group. Okay. Um, Kevin intentionally put me there kind of as a plant. Okay. Just because he knew I was going to say good things. Not necessarily, like, just be honest, but I think he knew. Right. Like, at least have some friendly people in there. And they were running, because this was when it was, it had, they had already rejected a couple of dicks as a title, which is still a bummer because that's really funny. Right. Because it they worked somehow, but that. it wasn't going to happen, um, especially on a PG-13 movie. And but it wound up being R. Did it? I think it did. I think it was PG. Was it? I don't know. I have to go back. I could be wrong. Um, well, anyways, um, I think you're right. Maybe you're right. I think you're right. So, um, but they just, it wasn't going to work. They didn't want that title. So they were running new titles and they ran a few, like some, they all, but they all like them, like, no, I was doing it. And then Kevin, they fed the one that Kevin wanted and I didn't understand it. So I said it was dumb and it was detectives in charge. And I'm just like, that sounds stupid. And then after I, and then I saw Kevin's face and I was like, that, that's dumb. Cause the guy wrote down, he's like, Fred, don't. And that was the one he wanted. And then afterwards, I get out and I'm talking to Ming. And then right, I, all of a sudden it hit me. I'm like, dick. Ah, like that was it. And that's, it's, it might have been my fault that it wasn't called Detectives in Charge. Man. And he still could have gotten the dick. Because that's why they're called dicks. Right. I didn't even think about it. And I saw the look on, because I think that might have been, because these were studio guys asking the question. I'm like, did I do that? You ruined it all. Did I do that? So they used Cop Out as a title. They used Cop Out, which is good. But I still think Detective, I know that's what Kevin wanted. I to, I really enjoyed that one. I know he's like a lot of people always bums about crap that, on. I, I thought really it was funny. that was the one where I I went with you and Jeff. That was also the night I saw Nicolas Cage at the monorail station, and it was crazy. And then we saw it, and I thought it was great. Yeah. It was funny. It was fun just being able to because like Kevin's material, you never know how it's gonna go with people. And that one, I'm like, I know these guys are gonna enjoy that, and you guys did, and it was yeah. fun. And I don't know, that was fun. And also having, I saw it like months before. That was the first one where I saw it like way beforehand. Right. And I don't know, but then yeah, I, I might have. That was his last like big theatrical one, yeah. right? Before he started doing all the indie stuff. Well, it's because he almost didn't make movies again after that because of the whole Bruce Willis thing, which right. is well documented. Um, but yeah, I might have been a different title because of me. <laughs> Well, it worked out. It's just the look on Kevin's face was pretty priceless. <laughs> where he's like, "Right now, you blew it." But uh, yeah, and then like I was talking, and this just popped in my head. Like, oh, I'm a moron. <laughs> well, oh, we well. Uh, probably aren't going to be doing any uh, focus groups for the short film. I, no. I don't imagine that we're at that maybe, level. Maybe they'll do it on like the director. And, like, oh, he does. Good. I mean, I, I don't know if you watch his other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, really he's good. Done some really good stuff. He's Spoken at film festivals and stuff, so yeah, you know, he knows what he's doing. I am stoked. So that's what's going on with you. Yeah, it's been. I mean, pretty normal. This standard. week, this it's just been crazy. Dad you had schedule, a play this date week. this weekend, the play dates. Audrey have play date too. The both the kids. Well, just- she has because they're the people that we we wound up hanging out with the whole family because. They have a daughter that's in Luke's class. Their older daughter's a little older than Audrey, but she's cool and like plays with them. And Audrey's is this one of Luke's lady friends? It is, yes. 
<laughs> and then it's he one of the several. one of the moms that I like hang out with on the in the morning drop off time too. <laughs> mom friends, one of my mom friends, and so we all like you know kind of hung out. And um, but then Audrey has one next weekend that's kind of the same thing where we're gonna kind of hang out with the because they have an older son. That even though he's like older, like he and Luke. This is like this together. whole weird parent politics. It is weird. And I don't understand it. Like, cause like, that's the problem though is like, there's this, just all this weird parental etiquette and like, even if you guys like don't have a lot in common, your kids are like best buds and like you have to, and then you end up in these weird situations. Right. Well, and then that's why like this week and the next weekend are kind of exciting because, I mean, there's plenty of the parents that are, you know, I'm not saying like I dislike, but, not everyone you're going to have a connection with and, like, as an adult want to hang out with. But these are a couple of pairs of parents that, you know, we get along pretty well with. And mm-hmm. it's fun that our kids, you know, are friends with them because there's plenty of, you know, just you don't have anything in common with them. And it's weird because yeah. you're kind of thrust into this social situation because your kids are in the same grade. But, you know, I mean, and then there's nice people. I'm not, like, talking bad yeah. about them. But not everybody you have like that, you know. I know that's another thing, like another level of it that I just don't know how I would deal that. I've been talking a lot, like I've been working on like my, like branching out, maybe possibly trying to date and whatnot, because I kind of entered this like zone where I'm like, pretty good, I'm good in my zone, and, but then I'm like, maybe not, you know, like maybe I'll branch out, but then I'm like, I was talking about it, I'm like, I have done whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. <laughs> I wanted to do it for basically 18 years. And the idea of like having to compromise with another person. It like, is very different. I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, maybe I'm too set <laughs> in my Brendo ways because like, cause then I'm like, well, then I'm like, what if I'm like, cause then I'm like, I know that by no matter who, Anybody I date is not going to want to watch wrestling for six hours <laughs> or, like, is going to definitely care that I'm, like, sitting on the couch in my undies. <laughs> and I still do that, you know. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. You got to go through, like, get to a point where you can sit in your couch in your undies. <laughs> yeah. There's and I don't want to have to go, like, I don't know. And, like, I don't know, like... I feel like all this, I'm like, I'm gonna have to compromise things, and that's the scariest part for me. Yeah. And also, like, rejection, but that's pretty much the story, so it's like, whatever, I can deal with that. But the underwear but I've just and the gotten, couch thing. Well, I've just gotten what... so comfortable <laughs> in everything that I do. Like, if I wanna eat here, I eat here. If I wanna eat at this time, I eat at this time. If I wanna go to bed at this time, I go to bed at this time. If I wanna watch this, I watch this. If I wanna play this game, I play this game. Yeah. If I wanna go outside, I go out. I do what I want, when I want. And again, I've been doing that for my entire <laughs> adult life. Yeah. And the times, like, I remember even, like, the small things when I, even, like, the quick brief relations I had, it was, like, it was, took a lot of, it was hard. It was very hard. Yeah. And, but I have real, like, so that's where I'm, like, am I, would even be wanting to do this? And I told you this story today. So I'm having, so I'm starting to get back out there. And right now it's a disaster because Coachella is happening <laughs> and there are all these people on all the apps that are just looking for people to meet at Coachella and we're close enough to Coachella. I even 
brought it down to like 15 miles because I'm so I'm actually not getting people from because already where we live, if you go past 30 miles, you're getting people visiting Big Bear and Palm Springs right. from all over, and that's you, those people. That's a that's a false positive. <laughs> it's a false positive. So I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this, and it's like, oh, Palm Springs, crap. Like they're not actually they don't actually live here, right? And so. So I had to like reduce it down to like 15 miles. But like we talked about earlier on the pre-show with because Coachella is so crazy, there's a hundred thousand plus people descending on the desert. They're staying all the way out here. Right. Like Airbnbs, hotels. There's all the hotels in, I looked up just to be curious. <laughs> all the hotels in Redlands right now are booked. Yeah. All the hotels like Cal Mesa. There are people in Cal, cause I saw all these people from like, it's like I started getting these hits from Cal Mesa and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> Nobody and lives in Cal Mesa. People in town for Coachella. So. I got this match, and I look at it, and the first picture is, is this girl is dressed as Rey from Star Wars. Second picture, Han Solo. And I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> like, this is it. <laughs> so I start chatting, and she's like, wait a minute, you're not at Coachella. I'm like, no, I live here. She's like, sorry. Unmatch. <laughs> Now, did, you, did she actually call you a townie or someone else referred to she you? She called townie? me a townie. A townie. It's like, oh, you're a townie. That's I'm funny like, stuff. Screw you, dream girl. <laughs> you playing, tearing me apart. You're tearing me apart, Coachella. So right now, I guess I have to wait yeah, until yeah. all this. What is it? Like this well, weekend, this weekend and the weekend? next weekend. Yeah. Also, we were talking about the traffic has sucked. Yep. Yeah, and um, it like bleeds up into like all the way up town. here. People were late just picking their kids up to sc- at school on Friday. Cause yeah, of all the nonsense out there, just people driving dumb. Um, I think there's like huge Airbnb business going. I even was like, maybe I should do should that. Open and make- up your couch. <laughs> I don't want weird random it's hipsters. So- <laughs> Plus, <laughs> like, I just feel like that would be like what if like because people like Airbnb that it's me. Hey, 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 guys! But I'm not giving up my couch. That's my couch. <laughs> you can sleep in the bed. Where am I going to watch TV? Oh, yeah, I sleep out yeah, here. Yeah, you guys have the room. That's cool. I'm not doing that. But you can have, like, a thing where it's, like, reverse housekeeping, where they come stay here. <laughs> you they don't have they, to pay you, but they, they clean, clean the house for you. <laughs> work out that deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. I don't know. I feel like they're just... And then, like, just look like, what is this dude's deal? <laughs> it's cool, man. Like Angus. Yeah. Dumbo. Batman. Why not? Video games, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I, if I had thought about it more, it might be a good little deal because, like, again, like all the hotels are booked, people are staying yeah. all over the place. I mean, the big places are like Palm Springs, Indio, like, it's gotta just be right. nuts, but it bleeds out, it bleeds all the way out. Um, and it's only getting bigger, you know, <sighs> which is just it's so weird that that's where like that that happened to take off. I just remember the first one. There was like maybe ten thousand, fifteen thousand people, and then two thousand three, they were up to like one hundred fifty thousand people, and now it's like two weekends and three days. I can't imagine. And like I just remember that was the closest. Again, like the closest I feel like I've had to a near death experience because I'm like. In a sea of people, I can't breathe. I'm like jumping up to like get like some a little bit of fresh air. <laughs> and you're tall. And I'm a and like, oh my gosh, it was horrible. And I'm like, this is amazing, but I'm I want to die. <laughs> so that was it. Like, yeah. put I, I tweeted about today. Like, it's been on my Murtaugh list for over ten years. 
I had it one of the dads um at one of the dads at school mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, cuz he knew that like I had talked to him about Cold War kids. He knew about Cold War kids. He's like, "Oh, are you going to see them at Coachella? They're playing out there." And I was like, "I'd rather go see them. I would rather see them anywhere else. Anywhere. I'm sure it's great. I'm just past that. I'm not at the because they're like a main stage, and that's the crazy. Well, the tents are horrible too. Although it's not that hot. At least I got that going. It's not that hot. Yeah, it's nice this year. Because like I've been the one last time I went out there. There's probably so much dust. Oh my god! Because that place is already a freaking dust bowl, and then like there's people smoke, and just yeah. the smoke and the dust. It's horrible. Like and it's like super windy right now. Yeah, it's so windy. And here it is. I mean, it's probably ten times worse out In the there. desert. Oh man. Yeah. Can you imagine camping? It's probably blowing all the tents oh. away. And like, and again, those tents. And like, I just remember. I will never forget this. With me and Jerry. And we were in one of the tents to see Stella Star. It was a band that I really wanted to see. And it's like, it was 110 like outside. And it's like 10 degrees hotter in the tent. <laughs> and it's just like sweat city. And then we're in the tent. And then they announce over the PA that Beck is going to be surprise guest Beck is going to be playing in the tent we are in. So all of Coachella is trying to get in the tent we're in. I'm like, we have to get out of here or we are going to die. So trying to go against the flow and I'm just like grabbing Jared like, ah! And like, our first attempt, we like couldn't get out. We like just got pushed back in and I'm like, oh my god. Uh, and then just like the sea of bodies. Sounds just, terrifying. Like, it's disgusting and horrible. And like I remember just standing in line, it got so hot that they just took a fire hose and were like spraying the fire hose like in the air uh, so it was landing on everybody because it was just so hot and miserable. At least they don't have that this year because it's not that bad. It's not that bad when I mean, we just got over a bunch of rain. Yeah. But it is windy. And I already talked about the job. Yeah. So I'm going to be working as a computer, microcomputer specialist too. I feel like that's a holdover from like 1985. Yeah, they never bothered to change the job. (laughs) Microcomputer as opposed to mainframe operator. (laughs) The the microchips. Microcomputer. (laughs) Operator 2. Yeah. Just means I get paid more. It's very good. Um, and based on my experience, so hey, my experience yeah. finally came it in. Paid off. Paid off. All that hard work. That's the best part. Is like, because like I didn't give up. I'm like, I'm gonna get a school job. And I knew because like they will tell you like stop applying for these jobs, and they right. never did. They're like, keep going. Yeah. You're gonna get it. And they helped me. They told me like, here, apply for this job. Sam Rodino like called me. So like. Like I've, I was, I knew I was on the right track. Yep. And so that was the most. That's the best part is like all that hard work, getting that certi- certification. Because it started up where I'm like, I feel like I wasted a year of my life. <laughs> I know. Like I was having this like crisis where I'm like, what am I doing? It all paid off. All paid off. Because like all these Facebook posts start popping up, and it was like when I was back at that school, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. Like this is what, and I'm like, oh, it was all for nothing. And like, but it's it's good now. I think it's all paying off, and that makes feel hard work does pay off. That's right. Might not pay off right away. Keep going at it. Recording early because of well, it's because um not not because of work. That doesn't start till next week. It's because I'm going to be going to San Diego. Steve just came in the chat. I am going to be in San Diego on Monday. One last hurrah. And my brother's going to be in town. Yeah. So 
hanging with the Creasy Bros and Danny. Um, so it's exciting. But the big thing that happened while I was on Vic, I don't think I brought this up on the show. I don't think you did, no. Because I was so much other things going on. You've heard the saga of my neighbors <laughs> who, um, I don't know, I think there was definitely drugs involved. And they were either screaming at each other or having loud, obnoxious sex at four in the morning. Four in the morning! <laughs> who does that? Four a.m. Sometimes three thirty. I guess I'm not going to comment on that. You're not going to comment on that. <laughs> All right. Well, it was really obnoxious sometimes, or like, and then like they were going through this phase, and I think like maybe they finally did break up, and that's why they moved out. Um, but I also think their year lease was up, and I think they left. Yeah. Because um, I'm like, has it been a year since they moved in? I'm like, I think it has. Because I moved in in December. The lady and her son that were living there moved out in like shortly after that, and then they moved in. So, right. wow. Holy crap. Yeah. It's been, I've been here for a while. Um, but I also think they were going through this phase lately where he would break up with her. So that I'd wake up. I'd hear this screaming. <laughs> Then he would leave, and I'm like, I think they broke up. And then she would cry all day, like cry. And like when she cried, it was like a it was like a five year old like screaming and like <laughs> crying, like screaming, like ah, ah. and then she'd like it was really depressed. So I'm like, so should I go weird. over there? Like, cause she'd be like, I don't want to. Am I a good person? Am I? Aren't I worthy of love? <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Like, and it, this is like at 7 in the morning. I'm like, I'm trying to sleep, man. I'm sorry. Whatever is going on in your life. And that, and then, like, I've talked about the coughing. Yeah, yeah. They both, like, sounded like they had emphysema. <laughs> and, like, I heard, like, I don't know. It's just such a freaking mess over there. And so got back from WrestleMania, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. There's no cars in their garage. And then, and the next day when I'm going to get the mail, I'm like, oh, their apartment's empty. They're gone! yeah. Now I just gotta hope for the new neighbors neighbors that come in. Well, they've been doing a lot of work in there. That's a little annoying. But even the workers that are like doing whatever, it's way quieter (laughs) than anything that those people were doing. I don't have the loud, obnoxious coughing, the sex sounds, the screaming, the crying. None of that. What kind of new neighbor are you gonna get? As long as they don't, cause again, like when they would fight, they would like, I'm talking door slamming, throwing things, things, objects that are thrown, hitting the, my wall. Definitely sounds like they could do with some better soundproofing in this joint Dude, here. There is no, there might as well not be, you can hear everything. So I still wonder, like, do they hear us? They have to. Late at night? Have to. Cause we're not quiet. But you know what? Like, I mean, I'll feel bad maybe for these new people. Yeah, it depends on how they are. But for them, like, I did not feel bad at all. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. <laughs> I almost want to, like, ask the company, do you realize that there's, like, there's, like, nothing? Like, I've been in a lot of apartments or, like, but, like, this is, like, by far, like, the least. Yeah, that- sometimes, like, the last place we lived, their kid would, like, scream, like, the middle of the night, like... Oh, yeah. Probably, like, having, like, night terrors or something. But the only time you could really hear it is when the kid was, like, at at full pitch. Like, otherwise, you know, you you couldn't hear anything. So, anyway. John and I in Irvine, that was the best situation because we lived on top of a garage. Yep. We had, we were on the top. And, um, well, I think there was something above us, but this place had actual cement floors. 
so you couldn't hear anything. Yeah. And it, it was, and then, and then our neighbor was deaf. Like the neighbor that we shared a wall with. It's a good deal. But he would even, sometimes he's like, he's like, it's like, I don't know if you guys are trying to keep it down because of me, but you don't have to. And we're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. But he's like, no, I'm serious. Like, fine. <laughs> but we were like, no. I mean, it was already, because that was like a real nice part with actual insulation. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, because again, like, like, like when I'm in the bathroom, like, it's really weird. Like, I could hear the per like, if we were both in the bathroom <laughs> at the same time, I could hear, like, I could hear them peeing. <laughs> that is odd really weird and yeah. i'm like that means they can hear me like can they hear me like if i'm like really going <laughs> down like diarrhea like because like sometimes it like blast off and they're like did they just hear that or if i fart really loud in the shower because you know it's like amplified yeah oh totally I'm like did they hear great. that and you get some good acoustics oh yeah in there but i'm like did they just hear that okay <laughs> i'm like if they if i can hear what they're here they I can, can hear what you're doing yeah just, I'm like, that's weird. So neighbors are gone. Neighbors are gone. But I do have my other neighbor. Yeah. He's back again? Well, he hangs out. I think he lives in the garage. I think he's living in the garage. Okay. Because sometimes when I pull in on the car, I can see him scurrying around from getting my car. So I think he just hangs out in the garage now because it's in the shade. So is that like, he must be just waiting around for you to open the door. That's how he got in. Yeah. Little lizard friend. Maybe he can, he's trying to crawl under the door on the kitchen side. I don't know. Maybe. But I don't think he can fit in there. Little spaces. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's true. They squeeze into rocks and all that yeah. stuff. You know. I'm gonna there's a spot, he can find it, I'm sure. He's going to be back in here at some point. I like your place. But I saw him hanging out in the garage, and that's fine. So well, I've had many different, like, critters, but I've never had a lizard come in before. I mean, I guess they eat bugs, so that's good. Yeah, it's true. I haven't had too much of a bug problem. I've never had a huge bug problem here, but I mean, sometimes I get the spider. Yeah. Just living where we live, there's spiders and whatnot. There's a lot of spiders here, yeah. So, um, but I, I don't know. I mean, he's maybe eating bugs, so that's good. Good. He's, you know, he's pretty chill. A little friend. He's just a little cool little lizard guy. But he, I think he's hanging out in that garage. I think now he's in those cupboards, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Little pal. I just hope I don't run over him with my car. <laughs> You feel attached to him now, right? That would be. I'd be really going through a lot together. If I run over him, that'd be really sad. <laughs> oh. Um. So yeah, San Diego trips happening. Very cool. Um. I guess my brother is putting together some kind of admissions event. Well, it's like for prospective students. He's gonna. He's doing it like at a bowling alley in downtown. Huh. So cool. I guess I'm gonna be Get to go bowling. Going bowling, I guess. Sweet. I don't know. How many days are you gonna be down there? Probably, I think, through Wednesday. Okay. Depends, though, because I think Danny's there till Thursday, and I might just go crash with Danny after, especially if he's at the Hyatt. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I don't know how long Danny's there. I think Danny's there longer than Carson's down there, but I'm not 100% sure. Find out. San Diego's always nice. Um, Carson doesn't get in till like, the afternoon, so I might leave in the morning so I can make a lose Filiberto's run. Yeah. Well, I go to Rubber Toes, but uh, maybe I'll go to Filiberto's, mix it up a little bit. It is right there. It is right there. Um, submitted our applications for Senio Comic Con. Yeah, the big one this year is we, because we used to put the, I was doing the Benvy Network panel, but now I think we might have a better case with the Podcast Advocates yes. panel. We'll Did see. Did you mention Comic Con Palm Springs on it? Yeah. 
Yeah, so that's like an so extra like, little... We're already doing this in August. We'd love to bring it to Comic-Con. Yeah. If we can get that in, then we're golden. Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. So, yeah, like we said, also Comic-Con Palm Springs. We're going to be there August 26th or 28th. Live Radio Brendo Man doing a bunch of panels. Bringing a lot of other podcasts out there. Bringing Lizzie and Cat. Some Blaze. That'd be fantastic. Freaking awesome. And um, also Janelle... Yep. Josh and Jesse from Extra Damage, yep. David King, Caleb Berry from Midnight Marinera, and The Artist Tree, yep. respectively, Matt Benson, Andrew Lindy, Derek Armijo. The whole crew. The whole crew. The whole California crew, anyway. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. So Very good. excited. We did get our thank you card from Comic-Con yeah, for being at WonderCon. Is- Very nice. Thank you for being part of WonderCon 2016. Eddie, Tommy, Laura, and that guy. Or girl. Alan, I think. Okay. Laura's really nice. She's like very communicative. They have really good people that working for them. If they're, the Comic-Con people work real hard. I mean, that's gotta oh, yeah. be like a crazy. That's a big deal. Yeah. And they work. I mean, you always see, like, Eddie is always like on, he's always hanging out in Hall H cause I can't imagine what it takes to keep that going. Oh yeah, and dealing all that, and um, and and I always like they got the secret Hall H, the the room that they claim doesn't exist, but there is a green room in Hall H that has food and beverage because all the it's other ones to. you have to like if you want to use like like they make you pay for all this stuff, but there is for the Hall H, and I've been in there. Well, once. I mean that's where the big guns are. Yeah. So I went in there once and it was amazing. I remember. Uh, you disappearing for oh, a yeah. while. Oh, yeah. Because I remember texting him, like, I got to do this. And <laughs> going back here. I'm out. <laughs> I'll catch up with you guys later. But I'm like, come on. You can't blame me for that. That was, like, the one opportunity. That's the one time I got <laughs> no, to go yeah. up there. Got back. Got I feel backstage. like if we get a panel for a third time, like, then we're golden. I feel like this will be that this is the determining... And yeah. they said that they really, it was super positive last year. Yeah, very much. And then they gave us WonderCon again. And if we get two panels. Oh, that would be magical. It'd be amazing. Yeah. All right, everybody positive vibes here. It's going to be good because we find out sometime in May. We'll find probably. out in May. Yeah. And then it's on. I mean, we're already going to be at Comic-Con this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but this one one level up even. This is what we've always. Well, I mean. Well, I mean, I'm I'm very hopeful on the Web Comics Advocates panel, but if we could get that podcast panel going, man. Yeah. Excellent. Super, we need to get so get all your vibes going and uh yeah. All right, book corner. Book corner. Man, we're doing really good on time. Yeah. What if we run into stuff to talk about? I think we're okay. It's okay to come in under that. No. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that. Is that the what? Not not, not that we've had people like, get mad. I don't think they're gonna get mad. No they're one's gonna, gonna get, get mad. mad. Alright, well, um, so, Sarah Benincasa is a very funny comedian, and her tweets are amazing, and she's just very funny. Okay. She, um, she actually has a new book coming out next week called, um, I think it's called Real Crap. Now I gotta look it up because I don't wanna mess it up. Sorry. Benincasa. Sarah Benincasa. It is called... Nope. It's called Nope. Crap. Oh, yeah. Real artists have day jobs and other awesome things I don't teach you in school. I'm very excited for this book. All right. Since it's her whole experiences. 
So that's coming out on the 26th, which is next week. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, the day after I start my job. So, um, so in leading up to that, she had sales on her current books for you could get them on Amazon for two bucks. Yeah. And the first one I read was called Agora Fabulous. I talked about this last week, yeah. but I finished it. I read it in like two days. It's an amazing like memoir of her journeys, like in college and post college. And in college, she had a whole full on agoraphobia attack where she didn't leave her apartment. She was peeing in bowls. Right, right. Like just crazy and then just dealing with that going back to school and then she was a teacher as part of the americorps and like then she went to grad school for teaching then she realized she didn't want to be a teacher and then she started her stand-up career she's also writing she's doing everything i would love to do and just hearing her story how she got there then also dealing with all her mental health issues it was just very inspiring and very hilarious and just the her candid way of just putting it all out there just very and she's just so funny she's like one of my new favorite authors and she writes in like a style that i can relate to and kind of the way i write okay similar and um she's amazing she's really funny and then she wrote she's written some fiction books okay some like young adult type books and one of them is called dc trip i read it in a day it's (laughs) so good and it's about this um, new teacher, which is like her character. Um, but then also this, it's a group of girls, like there's like the mean girls and there's like the, our protagonist basically. Right. But each one of the protagonists is kind of an aspect of her personality. And they go on a school trip to Washington DC as a sophomore class trip and crazy things ensue and it's really funny, huh. but also like really sweet. Like I, there was moments where I cried, like reading this book. It's so good. Wow. And it's really good. It's called DC Trip. Sarah Benincasa, she's amazing. Like, I freaking love her. And she's on Twitter. And she's really funny. Is that how you and, found out about her was from Twitter? Well, I found out about her because she's friends with Kevin Smith and Jen. Okay. And I never actually met her, but she had been on some of their podcasts. And gotcha. she has cameos. She actually had a cameo in Tusk. Okay. And um, non-speaking, but I knew it was her. <laughs> and she's really funny. Sweet. And then, um, and then I started reading. Like she had, like she wrote a lot online and other stuff. And then I followed her on Twitter. And actually, she followed me on Twitter. And then I followed her. I think. And she's very nice about following people. That's good. I understand that's a treacherous road yeah. to travel. Well, it just depends on how you want to use Twitter and. What you want to do. I think she probably does what I do, where I follow a lot of people, but then I make a list so you can, and then just look at that of the people that I actually want to see their right, tweets. Right. And, um, cause otherwise it'd be completely unmanageable. Like my regular Twitter stream is like a freaking fire hose, but I have a list of like a few hundred mostly wrestlers, <laughs> wrestlers and comedians. I feel like my, and then some, and then my friends. Right. It's like wrestlers, Comedians, a few filmmakers, and then my friends. <laughs> but it's like 60% wrestlers. <laughs> um, That's not surprising in this latest. And then I started also, so I was looking for new stuff to read, and I'm making my way through that, uh, still got some of the story bundle oh, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And there's this one, it's like, it's a set of, there was like 12 issues of it. It's an online gaming magazine in PDF form called Scroll Magazine. And they are really good. Like, they talk about a lot of like niche, Stuff. The first issue is all about the Super Nintendo. Oh, nice. 
And then the second issue is all about Dragon Quest, which Dragon Warrior. Right. And they go through. There's actually a feature on each game. Oh, cool. And the history of it. and Up till up through the current ones? Well, this was current as of like 2012 when they saw, so I think, like 9 okay. or 10. I think now they're up to like, what, like 11 or something or 12 just came out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. A lot of them. Well, 9 was the one on. Well, then they started coming out on DS. Yeah. So like I think nine, I think seven, eight, and nine are on DS. Yeah. Or something. Well, because they went back and re-released yeah. some. Like, yeah, and then they re-released like well, there were some that never came out in the United States. I think States. I have six. Because after four, DS. four were on any like one through four were on NES, and then five, six, seven never came out here until they re-released them later. Right. And I think I have that. six on the DS. Yeah. Plus like the nine, yeah. nine, or I don't yeah. know. I have a couple of them. And then also there's all the sub games like you got your Rocket Slimes and yeah, which is really dungeons. good. Rocket Slimes great. That one's like a like more like Zelda almost yeah. kind of thing. And uh, yeah, the Joker one is those the because the, there's the same genre the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, but there's uh-huh. a Dragon Quest one and all those different games. There's an arcade game that sounds crazy, but it's huge. In Japan, it's like a trading card game, but then you have like this actual sword controller, and it's like a giant sword. And they actually released it on the Wii. There's a Wii sword controller, like a hundred dollars, really, for the actual controller, perfect. But I never, I don't think it ever came out here. Just yeah, Um, they get a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so uh, that's really cool. Scroll magazine, but then I like wanted to read an actual book. Because I also noticed that the scroll wasn't on Goodreads, and I like I gotta have my book credits. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I'll read the little a couple of these, but I want to read an actual book. Okay. I'm almost done with the complete book of screenwriting. There was I got to a chapter that was almost completely useless. Okay, um, was it about like typewriters? Or something? It was about radio dramas. <laughs> And I'm like, this does not exist anymore. No, like, this not is really. gone. I mean, he talks a little bit about audiobooks. I'm like, I guess that's a thing. Like, audio produced audiobooks. And like, well, there's like some podcasts that kind of deal with yeah, that. But that's, I mean, I'm like, pretty. But this was like in 1996. And he's talking about how to like sell your radio drama to a radio station. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't none of this before. exists anymore. This is all over. But now I'm in a play about, about, a, a, a play, a chapter about writing plays which is really cool okay. it almost makes me want to try writing a play that would be cool to see someone like act it out live yeah well because he says like i mean the great for a writer it's the purest form because for for plays they well the writer's word is is the bible like they don't like that does like you might revise it a little bit but once it's like the book yeah. like it's holy yeah. and the writer is the writers, the writer, like the point where you know at the end they're yelling author, author, and right. whereas in the movies you're guaranteed your stuff. You you're lucky if you get like if anything that you read actually make. Whereas right. with a play, like your word, so he's like that's where it is appealing to the writer because you actually do have that respect, right? And you'll actually see unless you're like your, directing your own stuff. Yeah, it's not. It's never going to happen the way you want it to happen. I don't know if you've ever like looked at like Coen Brothers scripts. Oh like, yeah, they write word for word. Yeah, well that's why. I mean, for years Kevin even said he's like, I only will write things that I'm going to direct, yeah. and I will only direct things that I write. But then he finally like Cop Out was the first one where he directed somebody else. Right, right. But he's never had somebody else direct I mean, his. He's yeah, I mean because I mean he's done rewrites. 
and Superman. Also, I think part of it is because of experience. Because right. Tim Burton, if that movie had happened, was going to throw out his whole script, basically. So he would have had like a writing credit. But it but wasn't it like none of his thing. Yeah. So I think that experience really soured him on just the writing for hire yeah. experience. Because at first he's like, I'll do that. And then after that, he's like, I'm not ever doing that again. <laughs> just that whole experience. And so, like, thinking about that, like, for me, like, like I'm totally fine. <laughs> like, I'm totally yeah, fine. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I'd love to be at the point where I could make... But I'm not really... I'm not a director. No, I mean, it's not... I had fun directing stuff in film school, but I would I never, not don't, on a big scale. I, I think I'm a writer. Yeah. On a big scale, even. Like, yeah. I don't think I could ever see myself... Like, maybe if we did something, like, super indie style. But even then, I'd want to get... Like, I know so many talented directors. I'd want to have one of them do yeah. it or something. Like, even, like, when we were when we were working on the pilot that we were wanting, we already were like, well, we want this person to direct it, not us. Right. Like... But seriously, though, like, like, I'm just so excited to have someone make something that we... Like, we're going to have a... We're going to have a credit. On the like, screen. on the screen. It's crazy. I know. I'm going to freak out. I'm so excited. Sorry, I'm just, yeah. So this book is, it's, it's, I mean, again, like 1996, it's a, but I'm, so now I'm curious, like, cause there is a whole chapter about like getting an agent and stuff. I'm like, is any of is this fly at all? But I mean, again, and there is still, it's still very frustrating cause I still feel like he's skipping. I feel like all of these things we've been to, this is a constant thing where I'm like, I feel like people are skipping steps. Yeah. Because it's like, you go from this to this, I'm like, no, there are things that need to be done, but then I'm like, is it true? Is there, there, maybe there are no steps. Maybe it is just totally, maybe William Goldman is right, like nobody, nobody knows, knows anything. anything. Yep. Maybe it is a bunch of just, maybe it is pure luck. There, those steps don't exist. I feel, well, I'm starting to get that vibe. I mean, I feel like, yeah, like everyone comes at it a different way. I still feel like having an agent or a manager, might be useful, but like, how do you, how does that happen? And, and, and like, that? it seems, okay, here are the pieces of advice that I have heard over and over and over again in this day and age is just make something. That is the one takeaway yeah. we've gotten from yeah. just talking to people, going to panels and just talking to people and from the creative people that we know. Cause again, like at least, I mean, I feel like we are like, I mean, we're, we're as, 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 as low on the pole that we are. I feel like we do have a few leg ups compared to your average Joe, because we do know people right in the, we know what like, and well, like, and we, and, and we're making things. So we're making something right now, but I think, and that's the biggest thing is just making something and we'll have a credit. I know. I mean, even if it's something like a small indie short film, it's still a credit to say, hey, look, we, we did this. Well, it's just the same feeling that we get when we made that book and when we made that yeah. record. We put things in the world that weren't there before. Yeah, and there's great. nothing like that. And for a, I know for some people that doesn't seem like, but for people, again, like for us, like that gives, that makes, it's almost like it gives, gives me, makes me a life worth living. Well, it's just, it's, it's, it, you have this something tangible that you can say, like, I made this, you know? And yeah, and again, like, this is something that did not exist before. Right, it's really cool. Into the world. Like and other people cool can, like, watch it and enjoy it. I mean, it's like what doing this podcast. I mean, like, yeah. people listen and they like it. I mean, they might like it, they might not like it, but, like, they're listening and... And we put it out there. We put it out there. And I, I mean, love it. That's why we do it. So, yeah. 
But again, complete book of screenwriting. J. Michael Straczynski. I look because I'm like, does he has he up? Because he's still like a very in demand, popular screenwriter. But I guess he's just too busy, and it's still selling. Huh. So like, I think he put this out, and then was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, good, got it out there. Um, but it's like so much of it is like again, 1996. That's like a lifetime ago, and like because essentially technology and everything. Oh yeah. Ten like, years. Get, there's a chapter. Twenty years. Twenty years. You gotta Thank forget. You for the math. I know. Um, there is like again, like the last chapter was about radio dramas. What, let's let's write a radio drama and start shopping. It that kind drama. of did make me kind of want to write a radio drama because like it would be funny. But now I feel like you can just do all that. Because he's talking about like getting a recording studio and all this stuff, and I'm like, I think about like what David does with like Midnight Man. I'm like, you can do all this now. Like oh, yeah. this is a like because like that's what David is that's doing with his podcast. Right? Is like these audio dramas. You don't need like again. That's how much has changed. You can do all of that stuff on. On your own. Yep. You don't need a studio. You don't need like like what we're doing right now. Like again, but like the fact that like twenty years ago what we are doing right now would have been completely unheard of. It's pretty crazy how much technology yeah. has changed the game and taken away a lot of those gatekeepers and I mean yes, it's made the like because the point of entry now is like so low, there's so much stuff out there. But that just makes you got to push harder and work harder and keep learning from your mistakes and just keep trying. And make stuff. Keep make things, man. That's seriously. Like, that's that's the most – there's something just satisfying about – even if you – I mean, I'm not saying you're going to make a living off of it. But just having yeah. created something, whatever it is that, you know, you feel creative about doing, like, it's very, very satisfying. Getting the free Comic Con badges is pretty awesome. That's cool. And whatever it is, you know, whatever your thing is, and you get the, you, get, you know, um. So the second book that I'm reading, yeah, I got this. This is um. I had recommended it to people, and um, it's funny. Jerry had texted me about it, and I didn't. She's like, "What is book club?" And I'm like, "What?" She's like, "Oh, bookbub," and um, bookbub. Is a service where you put in the genres that you like of books. Okay. And then it sends you an email every day of Amazon deals and not just like sales, but I'm talking like crazy sales, like $1, $2, then also like free books. And like, it's like 90% garbage, (laughs) but 10% awesome stuff. That's how I found off my rocker. Right. That's how I found these. That's how I found a lot of random books. Like, a lot of these books that I talk about, I get these crazy deals because of BookBub. And, like, this one, Terry Jones' Medieval Lies, I picked it up for a dollar. That's awesome. It's Terry Jones and Monty Python fame. He wrote a whole series. This, actually, I found out is the accompanying book for a BBC series that he did. Okay. Because he did a whole – because, you know, he's a I, – I wouldn't even say he's an amateur historian at this point. He yeah, really – Yeah, at this point. He's right. a documentarian. He does all these books. It's He's kind of – he also works with – other historians like this one he co-wrote with another but he like that's his besides filmmaking that's his number one passion right. and if you look at even the films that he has they do have oh, a yeah. historical basis i mean still like i remember in our history classes like monty python the holy grail like is one of the more accurate representations and it's because of, of terry jones right. because reading this book terry jones medieval lives the majority of what he does in this book is debunking all the bogus right. myths and ideas. Because we do, like, history presents the Dark Ages as this time of just, like, everybody was just, like, 
poorly educated or not educated at all, dying all the time and just like living in like poverty right. and that is not the truth. And also, because you're talking a span of like 400 years, things may have started in one thing. Like you start with like the Norman invasion where, yeah, people were – everybody was a slave. Things were horrible. But then over the span of this time, like you have like basically the ending of that, the beginning of like like private land ownership and economic and the justice system as we know it and right. all these crazy things. And like most people – and like by the 13 1400s like they were living pretty good lives like well, the average even person that you're going to have ups and downs tons of up and downs because of famine like there is some horrible times because again but that's true of any agrarian right. society and and then you have things like the black death right. and and it's also but then like reading some of these things and these stories of these people cuz still trace like individual people's stories and other things and again, like a lot of the socio-political issues are things that we still deal with, like religious extremism has not gone away. Right. Um, some of the stories are very similar to things that happen today. And then like stories of like just like – and then it was cool reading about – again, talking about art and creativity uh. and creators, reading about the troubadours and 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 the minstrels and, and the – musicians and artists and yeah. everything and i'm like because i'm trying to think like what would i be doing in and i'm like brendo the minstrel brendo the troubadour because i don't know if i could cut it because like farm work because he talked about like the daily life of a farmer yeah sounds like it sucked like, because well, I, I mean, you were, yeah. as a serf, you were like responsible for like this much land. And you talked about how many miles a day you had to plow and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's changed much for no, farming. No, for farming. Like, and that's the thing. Like, farming has not really, I mean, yes, technology has made it where it's like, but you're still like, Tilling is still hard. a hard freaking work. I mean, my grandpa was my, I come from a family of farmers. Yep. Not for me. <laughs> So I think I would definitely be trying to like join a minstrel troupe or, or I mean, God forbid, becoming a freaking outlaw. So then reading about like what it meant to be an outlaw and all that stuff and like, and like, cause a lot of people were forced into lies of outlaws because they couldn't afford, cause like the whole justice system was so like, crazy not completely crazy but you could end up being thrown in jail for and it would take forever because in the initial like version of the modern justice system the court the the the, like trial guys they were like the royal court they would only come around like once every couple of years because they were going through the all of england so you could be sitting in jail for and that was basically a death sentence because part of being in jail was like it was really crazy. Like you either you 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 had you were like basically in irons, and it was like the most, and like there was torture. They would only like you would basically starve to death in jail. <laughs> so jail meant certain death. Going to trial wasn't any better because if you didn't have enough people to like support you, they would do the whole thing where it was like throw them in the water, like the ordeal. Right. The trial of ordeal, right. where like if if you're not guilty, God will save you. So they like do like the boiling oil or the hot right. iron or throw them in a river. <laughs> so it's basically like I'm screwed. So your only other choice was to become an outlaw, where you're an outlaw and 
you can be killed on sight by anybody. Your life has no value. Yeah. And you're like living in the woods and you become an outlaw. But you deliver Robin Hood. Yeah, but that was Robin Hood was pretty ruthless if he actually existed, which he probably didn't. Um nobody can agree on that. But there were other well known bands of outlaws and they killed a lot of people and did a lot of horrible things. But because of the way society was, they were pardoned a lot and because the king needed to use them as knights. Because they were the only people that were willing to just like take off and go be knights. <laughs> so out there was like this different outlaw groups. They'd go off, be knights. They'd come back. They'd be outlaws again because they didn't own any land. And like they'd, and then they'd get in trouble. But then they'd end up getting pardoned because they, the king would need them to go <laughs> off and be knights. And this, this crazy cycle. And so I'm like, I don't think I'd be a good knight. <laughs> But I don't think I'd be a good outlaw. So again, I think I'd be a minstrel. I'd probably learn how to juggle, learn how to play an instrument. I'd be singing my songs. Be a jester? Yeah. Sir Brendo, exactly. <laughs> um, or I'd probably end up being a monk. Yeah, that's, that's... But even being a monk sounded pretty crappy. Yeah. Not a lot of good options. Because I was definitely... I would not... But I don't know. Maybe in farming life, Brendo. I'd be buff... Maybe join, cause there are stories of like poor boys going into becoming like part of the court cause they're smart. Yeah. Learn how to read, learn how to speak Latin. That's all it takes. Just get in there. <laughs> figure out a way. I don't know. So that book, it's really good. It's cool. And it's just mixed with like, again, that Terry Jones, that dry humor. Oh yeah. Just some really, just random funny stuff mixed with a lot of Amazing historical facts. Kind of um, love it. I, I don't know. It's reminding me. I want to read more historical books now because I'm like, this is really... Because I'm just so used to like textbooks and they're so boring. And I'm like, oh yeah, history is cool. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm like, oh, now I want to read all of his books. He's got a bunch. Him and then Michael Palin has all his yeah. travel books. I have, I have some. I have, and I've watched his... I don't know if they're still on Netflix, but a lot of his travel documentaries. Are, yeah. And they're really good. They're good guys. Pythons, man. They know Love what they're them. doing. Love them all. Yep. All right, so what's going on with you? All right. Well, I read a little bit more of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, but not very much. Are they still... Where are they? They're, they're still, like, in the... Have they even made it to the World Cup? No, no, no. Talked about the World Cup. Oh, so they're still... He's still a privet drive? Yeah. Wow. Like I said, it's only been since Monday, and the main book that I've been reading this week is Absolutely Almost... Okay. Which is the Lisa Graf book. Yeah. I had started it a long time ago and then I misplaced it, which happens sometimes. Lisa Graf, friend of the show, been on the show, friend of Phil. Which, and if, so the funny part is, is I'm reading it and it's about this, you know, this kid who's like, it goes to school and it talks about like these teachers and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, these, I had had these same names. I had teachers that had these same names as a kid and I'm like, oh, that's right. She's from Big Bear. So it's weird to like see, I mean, it only affects like me or you know a few people that lived in Big Bear, but it almost like pulls me out. Like, oh, this is weird that it's like real names. But <laughs> I know other people do that in other yeah. stories. But unless you know them, it's just I don't know. I'm so very excited. She just announced the sequel to A Tangle of Knots. Yes, and there's also a sequel to The Umbrella Summer that's out, which is the actually the, set in like yeah, Big Bear. It is the ter- land, but you know, and you like for you, oh, like that you know, one just all that me out, like stuff because like the store and like all the yeah. other, like the, the, the streets and every the layout. Thing, yeah, 
That yeah, was, I can just picture it all. It's so weird. But I mean, great, great writing. Yeah. But it is weird having all these like references. And also, we talked about it in the Radio Brenderman group, but James Riley revealed the cover art for the third story of these book, and it's gonna be, it's gonna feature one of the characters. Have you started reading Story Thieves? No, I haven't even picked it up yet. Well, so in the second Story Thieves book, it introduces a comic book, but it's kind of him playing the seed for the third book, so that comic book heroine is going to be one of the main characters in this That's next awesome. one. And the comic, the artwork, look, it looks like a comic book. I'm just, we went, like, now we're, we went from mystery, and now we're in a comic book. And then we're now, what's that? Like, you can just keep going. I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. Well, as soon as I'm done with Absolutely Almost, that'll be my other... So I usually, like, read two books yeah. side by side, yeah, so that'll too. be my next side book. And then, after you're done with that, then we can have James then we, yeah. on the show. We should have Lisa come back again, too. We should have we read, Lisa, like, a few more of her a few of her books. Good stuff. Because Umbrella Summer, we still, I yeah. gotta talk to that, that it's book. like the Big Bear one. And it was, like... Super good. Super good. Super emotional. Really amazing. She's yeah. amazing. She's yeah. really good. I mean, she's both her and James. Like, I feel like they're just blowing up. Yep. She's like huge in like the children, the upper oh, and, yeah. and young adult scene. Yeah, she tours all around. She won lots of awards. She's always on like the Amazon lists. Yep. I see her books pop up all over the place. I'm like, everywhere. Phil was in the writing club with I was her. In the writing club. Yep. So that's Book Corner. Alright, new movies. New movies. I had no new movies. We went and saw a movie today. We were talking earlier about the play date. And then to Harkins. Went to the Harkins, which I've been to a few times the now. Lounge seats. Oh gosh, it's so awesome. I'm well, st- it was fun because the, the family we went with, you know, the play date yeah. kid and her family, they had not been there yet. And I've been like hyping it up. I'm like, you guys gotta go to it. And the second we got there, they like laid down in the seats. I had this great, Janelle, I think Janelle posted Solid it. We were just like, yeah, they're Full just sleeping. On. I mean, they wound up seeing the movie, but <laughs> they're like, we're just going to sleep through. This is too comfortable. Super nice. But we saw the Jungle Book and it was great. Yeah. It was so good. Looks great. It's, I mean, it just looks fantastic. Did you see it in 3D? We did not. I've heard the 3D is amazing. It probably is. I still avoid that if at all. I, I don't know. I'm, that, that ship has kind of sailed for me. Well, if, if that's the only from what option. I was reading, they finally like perfected the technology. So now even the like it took them all this time, but even the like do you remember the beginning if it was like done after the fact? Yeah. Now the act done after the fact looks looks okay. It looks amazing. Like it looks good. But I'm still I don't know. It's not necessarily it's bad. It just costs way more, and it doesn't add that much to the experience yeah. for me. I mean, it, it's cool. I'm not you know, but most of the time I'll choose not. But what are um, your thoughts? Did you hear the newest thing from James Cameron? What now he's gonna be like four more? Four avatars? more, yeah. And you know why he said he did it? Because he read the tweets where somebody was like, "Name a quote from Avatar," and he's he got mad. I know unobtainium. Let's get that unobtainium. That's the only thing I remember from the and like the weird tail thing where I I'm like, I'm it, like, but... wait, they they mate with their tails and they also tame animals with their tails. Yeah, that's weird. Is that is that bestiality? Uh, again, I haven't seen it, but oh, yeah, it you sounds weird. It. it is weird. I just know that there's a thing called unobtainium, unobtainium. and I'm like, someone, no, no it's one told him like, hey, that's a stupid name. Don't don't use that. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. That's 
that's dumb. That sounds like like when that word came out of Giovanni Urbisi's mouth. Like, yeah. did he like laugh the first time? Like that, that's nonsense. Is this a placeholder? Yeah, yeah. Insert insert actual name of stuff here. So, oh, that's a quote. I see you, man. Memorable. No. I don't care. This is because, again, we have Marvel and Star Wars and everything else now. I don't know. If he... Because I'm not one of those people who are like, I'm not going to watch it. Sure, I'll watch the first one. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are not... Like... I don't get that because, like, a lot of people saw that movie. Yeah. I don't understand, like, the pure hate. But I feel like it does seem weird because I'm like, we're so past this. Yeah. And it is weird where he's like, I'm going to make four movies. I'm like, are you... Because like, I guarantee you... There's no way it's going to be nearly as huge. No, and a huge portion of that movie's success was that it was the first that movie was the to first really big feature 3D. that 3D. And that, that's over. That, that is so right. over. Nobody cares anymore. That's over. So, so it's got to actually be a good movie like, What is this, this movie? Are they still going to release for? Like, what if this movie bombs? I'm not saying it's going to bomb, because it is James Cameron. He does have the supernatural ability to just, like, destroy... Because, I mean, we were there was a lot of naysayers. I didn't think Avatar. I'm like, okay, this is all right. But then, like, when it made a billion dollars, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. It went on to make over two billion worldwide. That's it's insane. crazy. Even Star Wars, with all the hype it had, and it, de- it destroyed it domestically, but couldn't even come close yeah. worldwide. Which is, do you know that, that internationally, Furious 7 or whatever it was, Fast 7? I believe 7, that. Made, still it's made a because, little bit more. It's because, think about it. Those movies do so well internationally because there's no, there's very little dialogue. Yeah, you don't. That have to can be understood. Uh, like those big action movies. Like as we hit this global market, yeah. like it is a little disconcerting. Cause I'm like, is this what's gonna all movies are gonna? Because they're all reaching for that global. But yeah, dollars. No, you don't have to. Like, you don't have to translate a car driving through the side of a building. Yeah, everyone gets that. I can't wait for. I got some inside info on Furious Eight. Is it Furious? I can't keep track of them now. It's Furious. It's Furious is it Fast 7? Yeah. No, it's Furious 7. I don't know. Whatever. Not, whatever. Whatever. The next one. The next number 8. Well, they also announced... I forgot who, was gonna, who else is going to be in it. Oh, Charlize Theron is going to be in Number 9 is just going to be called And 9. They've used Fast. Yeah, the Rock. And they've used Furious Kurt a Russell. bunch. They're just going to call it And. I'm so excited. And 9. Just talking... I'm, I, I know somebody who is... In the movie, I can't really want to talk about it. Well, I don't want to give. Okay, Josh. Um, I guess I can talk about it because he talks about it quite a little bit. He gives away some on his Twitter. His name's Vin Digi. He goes to Lucha Underground. He actually is a stunt double in like some of the Lucha Underground vignettes, and he is he's Vin Diesel's body double. And he goes by his name is Vin also. I think that's just what he goes by. But I think his name is Vinny. So he goes by Vin Digi, like huh. digital. Cause he is the digital, like they were, like he's his body double. Okay, I gotcha. And um, so he, he, he told me, he talked a little bit about it. They did, he, they did finish filming Triple X, the new one, which I think that'll be cool. I like his Rastafarian Pokemon spinoff. <laughs> Digimon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, that's really dumb. <laughs> Walked right into that. Yeah, but I'm I'm just really excited because I I think those movies are awesome. They're great. I'm just saying, like if you it were is. to you know, but it makes sense because again, it like does, it doesn't it translate. 
But still, I couldn't believe it didn't pass it. I still... I, I don't. Did Star Wars make a big impact, like in certain other countries? Like, think about China now. Like, think about when Star Wars came out. Like, China, they were still like, yeah, I don't even think, think they, they had movie theaters. They don't have that same and China now is like the biggest market. But see, I feel like now that this one has done so well, even though I mean it's still the huge numbers internationally. Yeah. I think it's going to build from there. Oh from yeah, ongoing, you no know? doubt. But I think this first one took a little, you know. Because now, I mean, even though Star Wars doesn't quite have that, I mean, lightsabers and aliens and stuff also is, yeah. you know, I mean, that's but pretty But uh, again, Avatar, I don't know, man. Oh, it'll be Who really knows? interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. Yeah. So Jungle Book was good. Jungle Book was fantastic. And it, I mean... Bill Murray. The Bill songs? Murray, I loved it. Yeah. Janelle was just okay with that part. She doesn't like to see like songs. It's usually like the opposite. I'm usually the one that's like more against. Yeah, but I mean, you watched the original Jungle Book. Yeah, it's you kind of have to just see it the way it plays out. I mean, it's not like I can spoil anything because it's very much the story of the Jungle Book. If you've seen the cartoon, you know what happens. But there is another Jungle Book movie coming out. Yeah, but it's more like the book. Well, it's not Disney because the book is you know public domain. So it'll be like because the book is. is like well, the book is it's a collection of short stories, yeah. which some of which there's multiple ones that follow you know certain storylines, but it's definitely it was a majorly adapted you know for the original cartoon. So Avatar's total no, they said there's going to be four sequels. Yeah, so that's five. Laid it out like 2017, 19, 20. Star Wars Episode Seven needs a re-release, and oh, the dollars total. Yes, that includes. It's re-release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Avatar includes That's that. one of the reasons why. So if why, they do a re-release of Star Wars, then, they then will, that would add yeah. to it. So. But you know they're going to do that. Right, right. So that, that counts. That's always think, counted. Right. That's counted on the original Star Wars movie. Well, and, I mean, movies used to get, like, re-released over and over again, because that was the only way you could see those. Well, yeah. Well, also, like, that's how you saw the, all the old Disney movies right, and all the old right. Star Wars. They Did you see? I don't know if you saw this. Um, they are going to do a roadshow screenings of the original um star wars i did and it's going to be the original but is format. it because i heard it different is. like reports on that that it wasn't going to be that some people said it was going to be the 97 version nobody knows but i feel like if disney's smart if they're going to go to the trouble of doing a roadshow screening of a theatrical screening i think if it's the originals i am there but the problem again is with fox there's a thing there because fox owns the rights to episode four well, we'll see. But I think there's money when there's money. When to be there's had. enough money, yeah. They're but making, then why don't we have the DVDs yet? I, mean, I don't know. I, don't I know. think there's like I don't know. I still think Lucas. There's something happening with Lucas. Waving he still his is putting over his it. foot down. Because if it's the original versions, or at least not you know pre special edition, I'll take like THX remastering or whatever. That's fine, I guess. But. If it's original stuff, I'm there in a heartbeat. Well, you're right. We don't know yet, but we don't. That was my great. I've talked about this multiple times. That was the greatest thing I ever. That like made me a movie nut for life. When my dad took me to the trilogy in 35 millimeter, there was nothing like that. Yeah, and that experience and having that experience, like and the kids are gonna go to that. That's that's it. That's 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 it. That's that's the that's the greatest. Movie experience you can but have. But if it's like stupid CGI if job of the, the special Hutt song, F that. No and that's where way. I don't think they're, cause nobody will go see that. And I think that they're smart enough. Yeah. 
And I feel like they're smart enough that they won't do that. Are you so, listening, powers that be? This is we've spoken. So I heard about this. If it happens, I will flip out, and I will be very excited. But you know, that's going to be a hot ticket if it well, does. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the thing, though. Think of how much money they can make from movies that have already been made. Because people will buy those. People will go see that. Well, because it's been in the freaking vault yeah. forever. I'm telling and you. And if it was up to Lucas, it would stay there. But Disney is smart, and they like to make money. But again, money it's not good just Disney. So that's where but we're But they have getting... enough money. Star Wars made... But if that's the case, why haven't the DVDs come out? There's know. some... There's still some wrangling happening. I think Avatar made $3 billion. It made so much money. I'm trying to remember now. It's a lot. It's a lot. But Star Wars made, like, almost that much. It'll get there. 2.8 total. total. There we go. So That's close to freaking it. crazy. That's nuts. That's so much. But then, and then if Josh will be quick to point out, video games are making so much money. Yeah. Like, way more than that. Which is crazy. Like, video games are making insane amounts of money. There's a reason why they're trying to make video game movies because the video games themselves make so much money. Just figure out that. Well, it's because the video games don't have plots. Yeah. Like real plots. I mean, some of them do. Yeah, but, but even then it's like the basic of basic. When it really, when you boil down even like the video games that have plots, yeah. it's like the basic of basic things. And that's why it still hasn't happened. I'm really, this Warcraft will be interesting. I feel like it's the closest I've ever seen to like, if you watch that not knowing that it was based on a video game, you're like, this is a, but I still, and then I'm like, is this just a generic fantasy movie? And we have so many of those now. And how much will it actually, does it actually tie back to it? It seems like it, if you know the lore, it all is there. <laughs> I am but curious. Who knows? It could be, it could be a disaster, or it could be really good. This, this will be, this is basic, the whole future of video game movies is, we're about to see it unfold. Cause yeah. it'll go one way or the other. And if this does well, then the gates, the floodgates will open. But summer is so crowded. It's true. I'm going to be like, I feel like I'm going to watch Civil War like eight times. I'm so excited. I am so excited for Civil War. Yeah. Oh, my God. And everybody that's seen it is like freaking out. Because it oh, looks so, so good. I've watched like some clips of like, they showed like a clip of like, Ant-Man, like Paul Rudd, and he's like, he's like us. He's like meeting everybody, oh, yeah, and he's like totally that. nerding that. out yeah. over like, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait. Ah! Like, oh my gosh, he's like our little, like, he's our representative yeah, our, in he's our Avatar. Avatar. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Alright, well anyway, Jungle Book was great. You should totally see it. It's good for everybody. John Favreau's awesome. Boom. Yeah. DVD on demand corner. What you got? Well, I'm watching WWE Network. Watching more old Monday Night Raws. Watching NXT. Shinsuke Nakamura had his first um, regular on the show match. It was great. He's by far the most entertaining, charismatic wrestler on that roster. I, if he's not on, if he's not headlining. Regular main roster pay-per-views by the end of this year, I will be shocked. He's so good. He's just so head and shoulders above everything else that they have. Asuka is the same thing. It's their women's, their big women's wrestler from Japan. She's just head and shoulders huh. above, like on another level. And also, like, there's this wrestler, Bailey, who she's like, 
the she's like a girl John Cena, but like you like her. She's gonna be so huge. She's gonna make so much. She's gonna sell so many T-shirts. She's gonna be ginormous and like ah, I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna be huge. There's so much potential there. Um, Lucha Underground is awesome. Where I think I watched the, the last episode that I wasn't in. So for the rest of the season, starting this week. I'm in every episode. Nice. I think this one or maybe the next one. I don't know for sure. Okay. Um, but it's cool watching stuff that I hadn't watched. Because that's the first the time that I've seen stuff that's completely new to me. There's some just amazing matches, amazing talent. They're doing a lot of cool stuff. And knowing where all the story goes, I mean, it is a little spoilery knowing what's going to happen. Because, again, some crazy stuff happened last week at the taping they went to. But just seeing how they're doing the story, it's so great, so entertaining. I recommend everybody, if you have never watched wrestling or if you haven't watched wrestling in a long time or you're only used to watching WWE – and you never, you're not really interested in that. Check out Lucha Underground. That's where you'd start. Um, yeah, because it's really entertaining. You can actually watch it on iTunes now. Um, I hope they get the Hulu deal, or that would be so huge. Because then you could just go watch it, binge watch it, be freaking amazing. Ages of Shield is so good. Are you caught I'm up? I'm caught up now. Holy crap! Yeah, freaking nuts, right? Okay, so just jump. Okay, I guess spoiler alert if you're not caught up. But jumping back a couple episodes, so. Hunter and Bobby are gone. Gone. But is it true that spin-off. there's like a spin-off? It's that's, happening. That's, that's happening. That is picked What's up. What's their spin-off called? It, they haven't said yet. Because I love them. So I was like totally They're like Rogue. I think it's like Rogue something. or okay. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. But they're basically on their own. Okay. Because they're, they're gonna awesome. Be doing stuff. Oh, yeah. That's why they did chemistry. that. They okay. did that to spin them off. But I was sad to see them go. Yeah. That whole thing was really good. But then like... That episode was crazy. It was. But all... I mean... So I think was the last one. The last one that we just saw is like um, he killed the dude's daughter. Yeah, yeah. And the, like, oh god, because you thought he was gonna kill him. Right. Then you find out that he, because like he basically like like him. You find out first that his father had gamed the system, and, and then he, he did, did the same thing. And then his brother got picked, and that, that was whole super thing. Creepy. Where and he had like the memories he has the, the memories of all the people. And like that was crazy. Hunter and Bobby do America. Um, That's but, a very different kind of spin. And then like what's going on with just like the Inhumans and all that yeah. stuff. And like Lash is like. Well, and then like the last thing they said was like, let's round up this whatever the crew is. Yeah, like, the secret they, force. The se- who do they have? Who is the secret force? Who are we gonna see? I don't know. Oh, so exciting! I I feel like we're like one or two episodes. Also, the fact that we're like two or three episodes away from whatever episode is going to lead in into to Civil War because you know that's going to happen. Oh yeah, and like it's been really really good. It's been really good, and I love like all the Inhuman stuff and like just all the cool stuff they're doing. Yeah, and like um, because it was cool. I went. Were you there? No, it was me and Derek. Who was with me? Did you go? You went with me. No, Derek did. Um, the comic book writer who actually, he's like, yeah, because he worked on the Inhumans comic book. He's like, I created Lash, and then they put him in the show. Huh. And that's crazy seeing a character that you created put yeah. on, like, watch, like, see on TV. And um, Secret Force will be the Muppets crossover. <laughs> yeah, it's the Muppets. Gonzo shows up and is like, ah! <laughs> It's Super Grover. Super Grover. <laughs> that would be so that amazing. That would be amazing. Um, yeah. So that's great. Vinyl is so good. Yeah. I don't know. People like, but it's, it's taken this turn where 
like so he's really they've hit rock bottom they lost all their money but they're trying to start the label over again with like brand new acts they fired all they they fired a bunch of their staff they got rid of a bunch of their old janky acts and like they got the their big punk band which Mick Jagger's son is like plays the guy and it's like it's just really cool huh. watching and it's just so having with I I'm not saying I'm an expert and I've, I've but like just from it's like they they're doing everything right as far as like here's how you find band here you find late like playing just the music the music part is so good if you are a music fan I cannot understand if you don't like this show what's it on again HBO that's right but it's really good it's so good and Ray Romano is great all everybody's great Olivia Wilde um um Juno Temple I've always been a big fan of hers and uh Bobby Cannavale of course it's really good the Goldbergs this week was fantastic. It was like the whole competition where, like, so she gave Adam, and I get this is based on a 100% true story. Yes. So she gives Adam a, a best son best Oscar, son. and then Barry gets super jealous. So then Barry, he willingly gives Barry, like, the best son title. So then she, like, the mom, Beverly, like, totally, like, like just goats on him. Goats yeah. on him. So then he's like free. And at first he loves it, but then he realizes he kind of does need his mom. <laughs> um, but it's pretty amazing. And Erica's storyline was just really great with, uh, she falls for the, um, the Rush the guy. Rush, yeah. And like just the Jeff Garland. They're like Rush cover band. Oh my gosh, their awesome. Rush cover band was amazing. And I'm like, I would pay $50 right now to see AJ and and Haley Arantia do rush cover songs that was so awesome yeah, was really good. and then my favorite thing though was Adam's birthday party oh my god was like the first he comes out with like a troop of boba fets <laughs> And then, like, he's got, like, a film, like, a, there was, like, a camera cake. There's, like, a fire-breathing guy. There's, like, a miniature horse. Just all the, like, it looks like the, like, that looks like the best birthday party well, anybody could ever and you have. you see, like, in the end thing, A, it showed. They the, actually, the, the, the cake was real. The cake, yeah, the, the camera Everything cake was Everything of that really was real. real. But then best son, And then he's, Oscar like, Barry, real. and then he even said, like, Barry to this he's day still is jealous still jealous. That's so funny. I want to see, like, the real... I want to, like, see, like, the real Barry, like, now. Yeah. And then the third brother. Yeah, who became Eric? Eric. Yeah. Who became I, Erica for the show. Do you think he's pissed off? I think they probably use, like, elements of his stuff. Well, because in the videos, they're all in them, and it's hard to... Sometimes it's hard to tell them all yeah, apart. Yeah, brothers look a lot the same. They do look the same, so... Well, and, and, you know, I mean, probably they just chose Eric, because Erica translated really quickly yeah. and easily, you know. And and Eric is the oldest, right? right. And um, yeah. Oh dude. man, it's that show is so love good. It. I love that show. Yeah, like it is our Wonder Years. Yeah, it is amazing. Again, the D and D episode was great, and 
that guy that plays the PE teacher is really funny. <laughs> Tim Meadows. This one, oh, the, the intervention, the intervention, and then he's like, "Is there pizza? I heard there'll be yeah. pizza." I really like that. Like Jeff Garland says, "Get out!" Like, like, get out. like they have a freaking intervention because he's dating the Rush guy. <laughs> yeah. No, he's terrible. I just came here to tell you. Oh. And then <laughs> when the other guy dresses up as Rush, and then at the very end, he's like. Are you my twin? I've had a lot of, of fudge. Yeah, I've had a lot of fudge today. Yeah. It's because like in, in, in How I Met Your Mother is a sandwich. Yeah. And I've had a lot of fudge today. Are you well, my I love twin? That, like how he just is behind the time. Yeah, because the then they're like the cure. Because yeah. he starts off his flock of seagulls. <laughs> like, and so they are awesome. Debbie Gibson. Yeah. But then I love that whole when she's listening to Rush, there's like, whoa, and then the other girls do it too. Like, <laughs> and I remember not necessarily with Rush, but just having that experience when you're that age of like hearing something and yeah. just like changes your life overnight. But then like the Rush guy was so funny. <laughs> he was awesome. Oh, so good. So good. The show's amazing. Like, oh. Oh, and then the the whole thing with the grandpa, like you're gonna ruin it. It's gonna backfire. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm gonna, like him and Murray, like just <laughs> Jeff Garland is so great. He's so, so funny. Great. Now, like I don't know what if Curb does come back. All of them be able to see is Murray <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> I know he's so great. Oh, moron! <laughs> I raised a moron. moron. <laughs> a moron. And then just seeing the home movies where it's like. It's real. He captured his family yep. like perfectly. All right, Boss Burgers. Is there a new one? Yeah. What was the new one? I don't remember, but now that I'm thinking about it, I know there was one. Well, it's a great show. It's so funny, fantastic. But I can't remember what the new one was. Crap! What was it? I don't know, but it was so good. Last Man on Earth. We already talked about this. We did. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Crap! We already talked about everything. Yeah. Ah, oh, crap. Yeah. But it's a fantastic show, also. Yeah. Because those were last Sunday. Yeah. We haven't gotten yeah, yeah, there yeah. yet. All right. But they you. finally had a new episode of The Grinder because yeah. they want a break. Oh, I love that show so much. Are they on, still in season one, right? Still season one. Okay, so I can. Oh I watched gosh. like the first three episodes. Oh, it's so It good. is really good. Oh, and Rob Lowe is just Rob Lowe is so funny. This one, like, they, they he because he takes all the stuff you learn in and Hollywood. Fred Savage is great. Fred Savage. And the then cast his wife. Love she's, his wife. Well, she's from, you got to watch It's Always Sunny. Oh, she from she's that? she's the wait. She doesn't actually have a name. She's the waitress huh. on It's Always Sunny, and she's great. Well, she, I love her as the mom. She's really funny on It's Always Sunny. Met, um, That's where she's from. Uh, and then the, the kids. boyfriend, the, the boyfriend that they oh, hate. Yeah, um, that guy. Yeah, he's really funny. What do you do? Yeah. Anyway, but he he always takes like stuff he learned from Hollywood and like, yeah. applies it. So this one, like he he talks about how they use focus groups. <laughs> And so he's like, he brings in a focus group to work on their like law firm, and like it's just, it's so great, it's so hilarious, love it. Goldberg's Agents of Shield, and then we got another red box from all of our uh, mm-hmm. red nose codes. Yeah, you're like that we did ten codes that uh, that Kermit turned us on to there, and uh, we got Brooklyn, oh. which is the movie that was written by Nick Hornby. It's got Cersei, yes, and um, some other people, uh, Mr. Booze, what's his name, Jim Broadbent. Oh yeah. Also, and, and then just a lot of like great character actors and it was beautiful. Like it was yeah. just a great romantic type movie, but also just like, I think it's set in the forties and back and forth between New York and Ireland. It's just gorgeous to watch and just, I don't know, a really cool story. 
Definitely recommended. Thought it was beautiful. Love Nick Hornby. Yeah. Great. Very great. All right, Netflix corner. I've been doing some serious things. Seriously, look so at this. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt dropped on Thursday at midnight. And you're so Friday. I'm done. <laughs> it was. It's so good. It's it like so because everything's established now. Like they just take, like they go they go completely off the reservation, <laughs> like literally. It's like you know because of the whole. Thing with right, them, right. With them, but like it's so funny. It's so like just things that like again, y- like even if you don't get all the references, like but there's some crazy and just some of the throwaway lines and like Kimmy, like there's one where Kimmy's like they're like they're like man, I hate like I forgot what how the setup is, but Kimmy's like yeah, I'm still waiting for Nickelodeon to take over my school. Like just like a really really funny like. Oh, it's so funny. And um there's some great guest stars. Fred Armisen plays Robert Durst, the serial killer from the Jinx. Like <laughs> it's completely insane. Um Carol Kane just Carol Kane like Carol Kane and Titus, like as great as they were in season one, they're even better this season. Titus is amazing. He's so funny and he's so talented and there's a whole episode where he sings fake Broadway songs <laughs> and it's like the funniest thing. And then my favorite episode this season, I was te- teasing it to you, but I, you have to, cause you are like, it's an ongoing Phil joke is like fake songs uh-huh. and like opposite songs, uh-huh. especially like, um, so there is an entire episode where Kimmy has a tape called now that sounds like music instead of now that's what i call music and it's all these sound alike songs and it's the funniest thing i was dying like like oh my gosh um it's hilarious there's so many again great cameos and guest actors tina fey is in the in like a few episodes um lisa kudrow uh, nice. I, um, there's some just, it's so fun. This show is, it's hilarious. I was dying and I couldn't stop. I had to die. I just, I, I kept know, watching. Today you're like, you haven't watched it all yet? I'm like, it just came out yesterday. Oh, I think because it's half hours, it's easier to just, yeah. and then you got that song. I just want to keep hearing that song oh, again. But hey, here's the thing. Damn it. I had a volunteer a Friday. Miracle. Like I didn't have because you know, me and strong as hell. Oh, it's so she is the best. Well, don't worry, we will be watching it. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Daredevil season two. Did you finish it? <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, of course I did. I'm just checking. Um, holy crap! As like. It gets to a level of violence where, like, all right, that's the most violent thing I've seen. And then they do something, like, ten times more violent. There's, like, like shankings, throat cuttings. I've had multiple people tell me not to let Janelle watch it without filters. Insane. Like, the Punisher is so awesome. Elektra is so awesome. When Elektra gets her size... Like, ah, and like, dude, like, this is crazy. Like, there's like, and like so many ninjas and 
like freaking Daredevil and Elektra and Stick are just fighting everybody and they're fighting the ninjas and the Punisher there and Deborah and Wool is great and then there's like some crossover stuff that happens towards the end. Oh, um Foggy spoilers, and Nelson does some things and I don't know what's gonna happen and now they're talking about Defenders already and then they had that Luke Cage trailer and I'm freaking out about Luke Cage and like it's freaking nuts and that Iron Fist is happening and holy crap this is too many Jessica Jones season 2 and I was ah 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 like this Netflix universe is just completely insane I love it so much and Daredevil was just amazing and um, I wonder if Matt changed his opinion after he finished the whole thing because he said he didn't like it but he only Benson oh okay um I think that's completely insane um, because it's amazing and Punisher is just – I want a Punisher movie like right now. With this guy? Yes. Okay. He's incredible. I know they are talking about doing a standalone Punisher show, which holy crap, I'm totally on board. And like – It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And just the way they just keep developing the Daredevil character and like – Ah, you have to watch it. I, I will. Don't worry. It's on the list. Um, Bob's Burger season five is now on Netflix. It's, it's just, I watched that turkey episode again. <laughs> it's just the funniest. And then like the Big Bob Christmas episode where they go to Big Bob's restaurant. Yeah. And the ghost episode with Jeff, the ghost <laughs> and the box. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good. The, 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 um, the what is it? Get work or die trying, okay. girl, or like something. Work hard or die work trying, hard or girl. Die trying, that's it. Work hard or yeah. die trying, girl. That's still my favorite. That might be one of my favorite. <laughs> Nakatomi, Nakatomi, Nakatomi. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Eddie and Ollie is the freaking like the eight. The, the like the, the. I'm Johnson. I'm Johnson. <laughs> like, Oh, it's so good. I love Andy that and Ollie. So. Andy and Ollie, yeah. Andy and Ollie are the best. And I love that it's, it's, that's Sarah, Sarah Silverman and, and her sister. sister. And that whole show is just so amazing. Yep. And I love it. I love it so much. I do too. And I, so I've been watching it. So I was switching off back and forth. I would watch some Bob's Burgers so I could play the, uh, because I got the Zelda. Oh yeah. P cross game. Which I from just finished. The Mitomo. That's that's like ninety levels. I hundred percent completed it today. Oh my gosh. Plus cause the Micross and the yeah, Mega P cross. Did them all. Dang. Also I watched some Freaks and Geeks. Why not? I watched the little things because I just Seth Rogen in that like that's really where Ken has like some amazing moments, yeah. and then we because we had just talked about that moment between Ken and Sam in the bathroom where Sam's like complaining about Cindy, and he's like he's like she didn't laugh during the jury, and Ken's like whoa, it's like my girlfriend yeah, loves the jury. Yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, why are you breaking up with her? I don't know. Oh, and then but then there's that whole thing with the geeks where he's like where and it's just so true like where he's like. Yeah, she's not fun. And then Bill just straight up is like, why are you going out with her then? And then, then like, Neil's like, you're crazy. Yeah. But, like, Bill straight up says, like, why are you going out with her? And, like, and it's like, ooh. And then, like, he, like, destroys her. And then that whole horrible thing where, like, she gets, like, she's, like, has to, she, right before she introduces oh, gosh. George Bush. And then there's, like, like Ben Stiller's a minute. Great little Ben Stiller. The show is so good. Yep. Love it. That girl from Election, she's great. Tuba girl. Yep. 
tuba girl. Let's make fun of our fan geeks by yourself. <laughs> Love that show. Yeah. I could watch that it's show perfect. forever. It's a perfect show. It's, it's the greatest thing. Speaking of Joe Flaherty again. Yeah. He's, he's all over the place. All right. Um, all right. Video games. I mean, we talked about Mitomo, Zelda, yeah. Stardew Valley. I'm s- still just rocking that Stardew Valley. I finally unlocked the bus, so it took me to this whole desert area, and there's another set of mines, and it's, like, way harder, and you have to use bombs to, like, blow up guys. There's mummies. <laughs> it's freaking... This game is crazy. This game is... Nu- like, again, I just unlocked a whole other area <laughs> with new stuff. I found some new fish. It's freaking nuts. That good. I unlocked the bus. It took me to this whole new place. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Love it. Stardew Valley. It's, like, the best... It's the best $15... I've ever spent on a video game. Ever? Probably. Alright. I've gotten like 40 plus hours out of that thing. 15 bucks. Good deal. It's freaking nuts. My Nintendo Picross, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess was free. It is free and I have played it quite a bit. I mean, you just said you freaking 100%. 100%. How many hours have you spent that many hours that they get? It was like, I think it was something like 18. Oh my gosh, you like just got that. Have you been sleeping? Yeah, here's the thing though. That's a pooper one that's falling asleep one in bed. It's like when I, if I ever watch TV, like most of the time I'll be playing that in the background. Cause those ones are great to play. I like. tried to do it during Kimmy Schmidt, but I have to be paying attention cause the jokes come so fast yeah. and there's so many sight gags. There's so many like jokes that they carry out throughout the season. There's these weird biscotti jokes and it ends up paying off. <laughs> like and then some of these other ongoing things that they keep making. Oh dude, it's so funny. It doesn't work for all shows, but there's certain shows that I'll play. Well Bob's them. Burgers is my Nintendo P Cross. Yeah. Because one I've watched all right, those, yeah, if something that you've like, seen all the time. Times. Exactly. And also, I can just, it's one of those nice, soothing background shows. Plus, that's how I fall asleep now. I just, whatever. And the puzzle games are perfect for that, because... They have to release that Bob's Burgers album. They talked about it again during this panel. It'll be all over it. And on vinyl. Yeah. But then, like, all the Linda songs. Oh, totally. And, like, oh, dude, I just, that Christmas song. But my family will be warm tonight. (laughs) They're dying on the streets. Stop. But I'm here with my save my family. <laughs> oh, I love her songs. Here goes the hair. Here goes the hair. Where is hair? I can't. I'm so when 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 she well he did the song. I'm like, oh, I wish Phil was here. I know I, she I, did I the hair song. Because at first it's like I don't know if I remember the words, and then he just started doing it, and I was like, oh my <laughs> god, it's my favorite. All right, you know what it's time. time. It's time. It's Mama Duke time. You know what else is funny? I thought we weren't going to have another. I know. Like, like you ever need to worry about that. I don't know why I do that. All right. Let's see where we're at in the Marmaduke universe. I'm worried. I feel like we've lost. Okay. This one looks interesting. So Marmaduke, first of all, right off the bat, we've got a Marmaduke as people. Because Marmaduke is... him in a wheelchair? There's a guy, it's like an old guy in a wheelchair with his tongue hanging out. And Marmaduke is pushing him in the wheelchair, like standing up on all two feet. What? And the guy says, thanks for the push, Marmaduke. He's walking like a human on two feet, pushing, like holding the handle. How is this old dude not like, this dog is walking everybody. 
look at this dog. He's walking, and he says, thanks for the push, Marmaduke. Then the second one, he says, faster, his tongue's hanging out still, and Marmaduke notices a little black poodle off to the side, and has, like, little hearts. He's excited. That's weird. Then... He shoves the guy down a hill and lets go. And the guy's like, "Wee!" And Marmaduke stops to like flirt with a poodle. What? And then... Why is he flirting with poodles? The little hearts pop. And Marmaduke's like, what? And the guy's saying, yahoo! He's flying down the hill. So Marmaduke's chasing after him. He's going faster and faster. And then he grabs it. Screech! Stops him just in time. And then the guy says, that was fun, Marmaduke. Let's do it again. And Marmaduke's all out of breath. I'm not sure what the punchline is there. But that also was a weird Marmaduke as people because he's full on walking. He's walking and pushing a, a a wheelchair, and the guy's just like that's a normal thing. And he's not pushing it like with his so mouth. So the townspeople are like Marmaduke walks. And who is this guy? Walking dog. Who is this guy? It's just like we've never seen him before. It's a random old. Why dude. is his tongue always hanging out of his? Every single frame, his tongue is hanging out of his mouth. Like, Why guy. is so? Now we know that Marmaduke has a thing for small poodles. I guess that's weird. He's a giant Great he's like a Dane. Great Dane, right? But but he's walking. He's, he's walking I feel like out. a walking dog would be like a circus I mean, attraction. We know he can drive already, that is true. so I guess it's not that big of a stretch. He has stolen a garbage truck. This one definitely falls on the Marmaduke's people. And also kind of creepy weird. Yeah. Like Marmaduke is like not just thinks he's people, but Marmaduke has human traits. Yeah. And like, again, the, what's the punchline is, oh, I almost let you fall down the hill, but then I didn't? There's no punchline. That's not really a joke, right? Marmaduke. So, I mean, I guess, like, Great Danes would be strong, but to, like, bring a speeding wheelchair to a complete stop? He's already walking upright like a person. I mean, you know, at that point, reality has gone out the window. It's still bizarre. And look, like, why is there, like, a cliff? Look, I didn't notice this. He almost went into over a cliff in like an ocean. Why is there a cliff on the sidewalk with like waves? Look at that. Where do they live? They live by the ocean where there's like on where there's just streets that go into cliffs. Yeah, like the White Cliffs of Dover or something. Like that's weird. Never like never has it appeared that they live ocean side by they live in an oceanfront town. Apparently, that's weird. It's very strange. Marmaduke's people could be a lake. I guess, but it's, those waves look pretty big, though. Could be like Michigan. Could be like Great Lakes, I suppose. Or it could also just be the ocean. Or I think he could have just Again, why is there a sidewalk and, like, no... Well, and a huge hill aiming right and down. And then no, no guardrails, guardrails or, anything. or anything. Just cliff. Ocean. Also, he's walking like a person. <laughs> he is. Let me see this. This doesn't even make sense. Oh, yeah. He's full-on walking and pushing it. That's not physically possible. Like, he has... His paws are, like, around... Yeah. He has hands. Like, he's holding it. And he's walking on two feet. put this up there. It makes no sense. So it's definitely a Marmaduke is people. It's beyond Marmaduke. Marmaduke is people. Yeah. But we're out of... This one is out of the dark territory, though. I want to get back to that. But I feel like Anderson... We might have just hit that one little pocket in the whole... Catalog. I don't know. Okay, so we did have an interesting Marmaduke development if you've been following in the Radio Brendo Man thread. Yeah. Um, so you can go on, there's like a comics website, like the actual whatever syndicate, and they have new in quotes Marmadukes because, I, but I look back, so the ones that post during the week are copyright 2012, but the ones on the Sundays are copyright 2016 so i think his son well, yeah i think it's a uh, paul anderson right 
no relation to the other. Because at first I'm like, how insane would that be if it was either Paul Thomas Anderson or Paul W.S. Oh, right. Anderson? But then well, I think it, just it is his son. Right well, because I found articles where at a certain point in the 2000s, he did them. I think they he helped them out. Probably started taking over at that point. But he's not doing it full time. Maybe he's not ready. Maybe uh-huh. he didn't want to. Maybe is are they dark? Are they funny? Is it just a dog? They're stupid. I mean, that's you know, is he a a person? Is he humanoid? No, it's, they're just stupid. Well, that is definitely. I feel like the I feel like the, the dark facets. Marmaduke may have died with Brad Anderson. That was it because huh? the Paul Anderson ones are just they're not even like the Sunday ones, the new ones. Like I don't even know what they are. There's like, look at this funny, look at this dog. It's dog basically stuff. And then they still have that write-in thing. The, oh yeah. And that's just really dumb. You know, no one's writing though. Those are not real. No, because who's writing that? Well, I could see dumb dog owners that like Marmaduke, the kind of yes. dog owner that actually likes Marmaduke, I guess. and is like, because like I don't know. Marmaduke tries the Netflix and chill. Marmaduke, Marmaduke uses smartphone. smartphone. But yeah, the 2016 ones are just really dumb. And then the other ones are from 2012. And I feel like at that point, he, Paul had also taken over. But then I'm like, I need to talk to Paul Anderson. Yeah, what's going- well, okay. But I couldn't find, there is no like interviews with him, like just him. There's no information. He doesn't have any social media, nothing. Huh. He's a ghost. He's a phantom. He lives in Texas. I was there. He lives outside Dallas. I missed him. my window. I interviewed with him. Well, okay, so even though this one doesn't fall, if anybody in the dark knows category, Paul Anderson, son of Brad, and not the director, although I'd love to talk to either Paul Anderson, too. but um, even WS, I'll talk to him. Um, but definitely Paul Anderson, son of Brad Anderson, we okay. want to talk to him. But this one about Marmaduke, it doesn't fall in the category of like cutesy stuff the dogs do. It's so really weird because it's yeah, like nobody has a dog that also can walk upright and push a. a if again, if there was a dog that could walk on two legs and do things like that, they'd either be in a circus or some other thing. Right? They'd be like one of those famous. They'd be a famous dog. Except in this universe, dogs can just drive. But he did drive a car. They can like gather all the trash cans and stack them in their garage. Like he drove a vehicle. So weird. He stole a trash truck. Oh, Marmaduke. And there's also, I feel like, no, there was another one where I feel like he got in the, didn't he, like something with the ice cream truck. There's a couple with the, yeah. He likes it, he, some with trucks. I don't know. At some point we're just gonna see that he has a car. Yeah. He probably he, has one. He also does have his TARDIS doghouse. That's true. What if he's the doctor? What if, like, the next doctor... Somebody already joked that Marmaduke is a Time Lord. I think okay. somebody already made that joke. Oh, uh, well, you beat me to it. Would you watch that if the next season of Doctor Who... Dude, if the next doctor was Marmaduke... <laughs> but what you if you bet find your out? butt that I would... And he had a British accent? <laughs> and he walks upright, but then he pretends to be a dog. But he is too. Marmaduke. But he's still Marmaduke. I would But watch. he's actually Marmaduke from the comics. I would totally watch that. Yeah. That would be pulls out his freaking sonic screwdriver, yeah. and then he like steals. The and he's got his. And the think th- about the it, instead of sense. a call box, it's a doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> so now he's with his old guy because he's like in another story. Like That's he's his new another, companion, yeah, his new thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're onto something. I think we are. We should contact the BBC. If anyone knows anyone with the BBC, tell them to give us a call. 
if they had an animal, if they had a dog doctor before they had a female doctor, I feel like there would be a fan uprising. That's probably true. What if we find out Marmaduke was a female dog? Nobody's into the poodles. <laughs> poodles could be males. I don't know. That'd be weird. That's probably not helping anything. <laughs> that whole thing. The head writer is leaving. It's true. Well, maybe uh, maybe Paul Anderson can step in. There. Paul Anderson <laughs> takes over. New head writer. Marmaduke. Dr. Duke. Dr. Marmaduke. Dr. Duke. Dr. Duke. No, Dr. Marm. Dr. Marm. We did find out that that is his nickname. That's his nickname, Marm. Which, that's weird. Yeah. Not Duke. Duke. No, Marm. Marm. Dr. Marm. No, you're not calling your dog Marm. Hey, Marm. Marm. Well, if your dog could walk around on two feet... You could call it whatever you want to. Well, because he'd be making me millions of dollars. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like, again, a dog that walked on its two feet, like, he would have his own TV show. <laughs> Steve said they could call him Adu. Adu. Marm. Aduke. Adu. Like, he'd be famous. I mean, yeah. I guess it is his comic book, but, I mean, in, in that world, he would also be famous. Yeah. Like, that'd be nuts. When he goes to school, they call him School Marm. Because, like, if you saw a Great Dane walking on two feet down the street, like, what would you do? Yeah. And then hop into a car and drive away. <laughs> hop into it. If you saw a Great Dane driving a car in real life. Yeah, we're not. It's such a weird. I don't understand the universe here. I mean, Scooby-Doo is a Great Dane. Yeah. But that's but, established. Marmaduke has no rules. No. Like, like at least with Marmaduke Scooby-Doo. Marmaduke is, like, the Superman of, of dog comics. Like, Scooby-Doo... He can talk. He can talk, but it's like... Yeah, and then he eats the food. But I don't think Scooby-Doo even walks on two legs sometimes. He, like, runs. I can picture him, like, sneaking behind Yeah, he does the sneaky... But it's very... But Scooby-Doo doesn't drive a car. No, I don't think so. He definitely does not drive a car. No. But he's definitely got more... Scooby snacks. But but it works in that But it's in that established... It's established. There are clear, established things. Whereas Marmaduke, one day he's... Totally being a dog. One day he's chasing, he's tied to a tree yeah, and he's chasing, chasing a cat. Around, chasing and then the next tail. day he is pushing a wheelchair. Yeah. Standing up. And then another day he's being tortured. Because like, why isn't he chained up? Why is he out? He's just out on the Did town? let him out to go push a guy in a wheelchair? Nothing makes sense. I can imagine the guy in the wheelchair going up to the front. Hey, you guys got a dog that can push me around the town? Marmaduke Maybe Scooby-Doo joyrides the Mr. Machine could happen. We've never seen it happen, though. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. They're just in that back smoking that herb. <laughs> Who knows what's going on there? every time they open that door, the smoke comes out. <laughs> and that's not even... I mean, come on. Scooby Snacks? Yeah, oh, it's, it's thinly veiled. <laughs> They're trying to get rid of him. I don't know what's going on with this. I don't know. It's be interesting to see. I mean, we're about... What... Well, then we got a whole other book. And then, the, dude, I looked. The way through the book. So I went to that website that has the comic, and you can also buy all the other books on ebook format. There's so many. Well, so we've got enough to keep us occupied. There's so many. We're not going to run out of Marmaduke. Not to mention just the, the strips that are up. Because I think the books are like exclusive. Because the regular one, it is like a, it's like a, the, it's a strip a day thing. Right. I don't know. We've got enough to keep us occupied for a long time. I don't think. We're and there's so many do. books. There's so many more books. Like you guys, dogs like. you guys don't even know. There's so many more books. Are you looking at the strips? Looking at the strip on the back. Okay. 
All right. I also love that the dad is Phil because that is <laughs> Phil. It's so Phil. weird. All right, we got to wrap it up because I got to get up in a little bit. Yeah, me too. Got to get up. And uh, that'll do it for this week. So be sure to go to RadioBrendo.com. Email us. You can email us, RadioBrendoMan at gmail.com. Thanks to Phil. And uh, <laughs> new webcomic, Brendo Duke with Phil. Brendo Duke with Phil. Yeah. yeah. Bread no Bread Duke. No Duke, yeah. Um, and uh, go to the website, BenviewNetwork.com, for all the Benview Network podcasts. Did I already mention Comic Con Palm Springs? Get those At some tickets. Point, but do that again. Comic Con yeah, Palm Springs.com. And I think that'll do it. Anything else, Phil? No, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. Yep. Keep Always up the good great. work. So for Radio Brendo Man, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. Have a good one, everybody.
This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. I'm Mark from Comic Nerds Unite, and this is my hetero life mate, Tim. What's up, Mark? And what's up, world? Comic Nerds Unite is a comic book podcast, plain and simple. Our mission statement is bringing nerds together to talk comics. So we pick a book or graphic novel that we all read and discuss it at length. Then we talk about some of the books we read for the week. I love comics! Me too, buddy. Check us out on ComicNerdsUnite.com or on iTunes. Comic Comic Nerds Nerds Unite. Unite!